Splash 322 for throwing fire. We're keeping it there's no doubt that the game has changed and we are changing with it welcome to season two because in this season it is all about how we become and stay operational how we're ready for every moment of our life on and off the job i'm your host jeff fanman Thanks for joining me, and let's get down to it. This podcast is brought to you as a part of the Operational Mindset Foundation. Our mission is to mentally, physically, and emotionally prepare you for the challenges you're going to face on and off the job. It's funded through donations, sponsorships, and our work with departments across the U.S. Get involved with us by visiting opmindset.org. That's opmindset.org. There you can find out how to bring a new level of training to your department and how to help us expand the conversation. Now, let's fire up today's episode. All right, welcome to Mindset Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Bandman, and listen, we're going to do a few things. We had to modify the schedule, but we're going to be dropping in some of these uh, series that I've been recording, highlighting companies that I believe truly contribute to our communities, our lives, and really the ability for us to perform at the level that we want to perform. And that comes mentally, physically, or emotionally. So we're going to sprinkle these episodes in. I planned on kind of locking out an entire month, uh, but based on kind of the conditions as they exist, we had to make some adjustments. So that's what's going to go on. And today with me, I have the team from VetWad. Seven Wheezy, absolutely amazing people. This is a building conversation that I think we get to some really unique spots with. And I believe you're going to learn something about these two humans uh, that you didn't know before. And hopefully my objective is by the end of the podcast, you have an entire different connection with them. So thanks for tuning and listening. Let's get rocking and rolling. Today, I am joined by the team from VetWad. Seb Wheezy. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you guys are crazy busy all the time. Uh, thanks for taking a few minutes, hopping on the show with me. I'm really looking forward to just kind of having a good, great conversation with you today. Thank you so thanks. much for having us. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, just so you know, I don't know if you guys have listened very much. I mean, this is a very conversational podcast, right? There's nothing really to quote unquote get to or get out of in some ways. The conversations flow out. And, you know, we always end up exploring some really interesting things as we talk it out. But really, before we begin, what I'd like you guys to do, and, and either one of you, you guys can decide or talk it out for a minute, go in the corner, talk it out for a minute, come back out. Uh, I'd like to understand why, right? Why that wad? Why, why do you do what you do? Why do you put the effort in you put in? What's, what's the purpose behind that wad? I think Kate can take it and I can uh, kind of go behind her. Okay, cool. Oh, oh boy. I was going to say exactly the same <laughs> on, thing. On, on the point, Kate. Yeah, exactly. You were like, wait a minute. No, I was pointing fingers at him. He's pointing fingers. Wait a minute. Now go. Yeah. Um, so our goal is just to enable folks who are either first responders, active military, veterans, to feel less alone and to feel more mm. connected. And we know that there's something really powerful about a community and there's something really powerful about fitness in community. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so Seb and I both come from really active backgrounds and uh, both have ties to the military, him directly having served and me having that in my family. And it was just a really natural marriage uh, mm-hmm. in that. And we met in the fitness space as well. So Seb, while he was on active duty, through a uh, benefit competition to raise money for the gym where he was stationed. Um, and I happened to be the person on the other end of the line serving up the registration and scoring software. Okay. And so we met in that really interesting foreshadowing place of, hey, we're, we're marrying somebody in active duty and fitness and community. And that didn't even really click until I was thinking about it for, for speaking with you that, wow, that, that really set us up nicely. Hmm. <laughs> totally. I mean, you know what, there's something about that, you know, you said something there, Kate, that I really, I like, and we have this conversation constantly, which is, uh, kind of the sense of community and belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, a, yeah. you know, so, yeah, I've said, I mean, I'm going to have you jump in here cause that's a big, that to me. From a transitional standpoint, you know, we talk heavy about tribe and, you know, I've done my research in the, the kind of biological impact of when we are removed from the tribe, either by choice, by circumstances or not by choice. When we're kind of pushed away or set aside, that's actually one of the worst uh, biological traumas we can experience as a human being. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that's, you know, when we get out of the services or we leave, you know, a career in the police department or in the fire service, you know, we're all of a sudden, we're kind of like on the outside of the glass, banging on the, banging on the doors, like, let me back in, let me back in. And we got to find that community. Seb, what do you think? Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, the reason why I even joined the military to begin with was uh, because of that, you know, I've always had a a bigger sense of, of team or mm-hmm. of tribe. And, um, you know, even, even for example, in, in that particular situation, you know, we were deployed and it was actually throughout the, the holidays. So it was, uh, like starting like in, uh, uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, then Christmas, new year. So, you know, we all just kind of bonded over working out and, you know, just, being together even mm-hmm. while we were away from our families. So uh, I, I'm just very thankful that when I threw that fundraiser, that competition together, I reached out to several people and just very glad that on the other end, on one of those, uh, you know, me reaching out was was Wheezy. And uh, I mean, that was, I don't know, almost three years ago now. And uh, little did I know, you know, after just talking to her through emails and, you know, text messages and all kinds of ways that we were going to just develop this really, really close relationship. Mm-hmm. And we were going to continue to do what we did that time, which was to just, you know, think about the big picture and do something to help people and just leave the place or leave, you know, an impact and just make it better. Um, yeah. And that's what we're that's what we're still doing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, it's, it is such a, a, and I think my struggle has been, you know, we get labeled in certain ways or, uh, 
you know, we run up against a lot of stumbling blocks, but really, you know, the difference was when we were in service or we're in the community and we're active and we're actually participating, we kind of have a circle of trust. We have a place to go. We have a home uh, to go to. And then if we step out or we're injured or whatever comes about, right, we start to kind of that that community starts to get a little, little more distant. Uh, and that's, you know, that always has an impact for us. And I think that's why you see even, I think that's why CrossFit went so well, right? Because it kind of mm-hmm. brought this, this group yeah. mentality back together, right? And then- 100%, yeah. Yeah. And then the emergence of, you know, all the others that are out there that provide that sense of group and community. Um, you know, I think it's a, it, it is a very powerful, powerful piece to it. What, uh, what do you guys, let me just ask this. What, what keeps you guys going? Man, you want to start, Seb? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. It's only fair, right? Uh, so, I mean, at, at a deep, deep level, uh, at my core, what keeps me going is uh, my faith and my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with my you know, biological family is, you know, my mom, my sister, my wife, my kids, and then, you know, extending to my, you know, not blood, but almost even closer than blood family, mm-hmm. which is my friends, my, my brothers and sisters in arms, you know, just anybody that I've come across and really has had an impact on me. So what drives me uh, in that way is, is people, uh, not, you know, not fame, not, finances, nothing like that, nothing yeah. that can be bought, but relationships and, and, you know, just developing, uh, something that can't be bought. Yeah. Like real human connection. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Like being able to actually see each other. And I think that's, that's one area that, uh, a workout, you know, even if you're doing it kind of in a, in a distant environment, but with the community you create through VetWad, mm. right. Um, I'm not alone. Right. I mean, I was just talking to Justin the other day and I said, you know, the thing about that sandbag for me is when I work out with that sandbag, I don't feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm working out with a whole lot of people. You know, I may be Mm -hmm. physically by myself, but I am not alone in that workout. And I think you guys have created that same sense along the way, um, from at least the outside looking in, I will say that's what it looks like to me. Right. I think uh, just to to piggyback on that a little bit, like I think that community can be such a positive force uh, as isolation is a negative force. Mm-hmm. So whether you are alone or not, if you feel like you're alone, that can feel impossible to overcome. And so I think really at the core of what we're trying to do and what keeps us going is this this motivation that uh, we don't want anybody to feel like they're on an island out there. Um, and what I think we've done a really good job of is sort of bridging the gap. And we're not just all um, just folks who have served. Like we right. have rallied the community mm-hmm. of there are folks who who support us and love us who maybe don't even have anybody uh, in their immediate lives who has served or is serving. Right. Like. We are trying to bridge that gap um, and foster a community so that nobody feels left behind. Yeah, that's 
That's pretty incredible. I mean, that's, and that's kind of, I'm finding the same thing in running the operational mindset foundation, you know, and getting mm -hmm. an earlier conversation embedded. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've listened or not, but I say it all the time, you know, my moonshot is to end cleanup. You know, mm -hmm. the, what I refer to as cleanup, right? The post and a lot of great organizations doing a lot of great work in that space. But I think we can do a better job earlier in having these conversations. And it's been neat to come back to the community and see that the community, I think, is actually ready for a little bit deeper conversation about the toll that our lives take on us. You know, we mm -hmm. love it. We like are so into it. I mean, it's a 24-7 gig, but it's still gonna, it's still gonna take its toll. There's still gonna be damage. There's still gonna be these things that come out of it. And, you know, really stepping in in a holistic way to help prepare, I think is critical. So, mm -hmm. so let me ask you this and from, you know, cause no matter what, right. Nonprofit profit doesn't matter, right. We, we all still need to keep functioning. What do you guys see? What, what enables you to keep going, right? What, what do you need from the community to keep going? Mm, we, mm. well, I mean, money is nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I listen, this is this is the curious thing. This is kind of why I wanted to do this this month, because I know from my own standpoint, you know, the last thing we want to do is ask for things or really kind of sometimes pull back the curtain and be like, listen, you know, we're, like seven, I were talking, you know, I do all the own. I do the post production, the artwork. I do it all here, the website, all of it, you know, on my own. And it's exhausting. And, you know, he was saying it's the two of you day in and day out doing all these things. And I think they're in the world, there becomes this kind of idea that somehow, you know, we have a team behind us or we've got, must have resources or we must be doing right. well, or, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. We got, you know, 3 million followers. You guys must be great. Okay. No, I'm dying here. Right. I mean, I'm dying. Right. And so, you know, part of this is regulating that conversation because not everybody in the community owns a business or has ever experienced that or builds a nonprofit or whatever. And I think it's important to have that conversation, right? To learn to be straight about, hey, listen, we're we're putting it out there. We're every day grinding it. And it's not about being rich and famous. It's that nothing to do with it. It's about a level of contribution that's exceptional. And in order to be that, we need, you know, these levels of support. We need donations. We need financial support. We need access. We need you know, more comments. We need, you know, I ask all the time. I'm like, please just send me a note with like what you think, <laughs> right? Just right. So, tell me I'm not talking to air, please. Uh, yeah. I mean, like what, what do you guys find that really, you know, the, whether it's, whether it's, you know, donations or whether it's, you know, feedback, what do you guys find in a, or a combination of all that really helps you kind of be your best? right? To deliver your best contribution, your best work. What does that look like? So I can, I can take a start of this, Seb, if you like. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. I think one of the most powerful things as we're in this sort of early stage, like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, we've accomplished incredible things in a short amount of time, but we're just getting started, mm -hmm. um, is partnerships. Mm. Because there are only going to be so many people who find us organically mm -hmm. and with our sort of day to day and then the main vet wad event being what it is, what I find is the most helpful, uh, is businesses who are willing to partner. Mm -hmm. Um, and whether that's, Hey, I want to donate a bunch of swag. 
for you to give away as prizes because if right. it's if it's not donated, that's money that we have to spend. Yeah. Um, and for people to get their gyms on board, so for folks who who mm. work out at a whether it's a big box gym or a CrossFit affiliate, uh, or even if it's just a tribe of garage warriors. Yeah. Um, like I love how we've partnered with street parking. Yes. Um, and that's evolved into some other really interesting things on the side with them now having some special VetWad merch um, that they're able to support us financially in that way. Yeah. Like the more partnerships we make in that regard, uh, the easier it gets for us to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> I agree with what Weezy said. Uh, I think that especially nowadays, you know, with technology and with um, just being able to like network, I think that, you know, money is instrumental, of course, but so are other resources that equal to money. For example, a lot of people donate products. Uh, other people donate their their talents. You know, we have like photo shoots or we'll have uh, graphic designers or we'll have people, you know, helping us put together a website. And so all these things that um, that we would have to pay for, you know, people are helping us. So I think that helps us uh, yeah. big time. And I mean, <clears throat> uh, we were we were mentioning to you that when when we started this, I mean, we never thought, you know, two to three years later that we were going to have a nonprofit. And, never, and, never. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I mean, we, you know, Kate's married to Ted and I'm married to my wife and, you know, they have a baby and we have two. Yeah. And so this isn't, this isn't our full-time gig. You know, this isn't, not, not only is it not our, our, our uh, you know, full-time job, but it's, it's something that we pour so much into. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now, thankfully we're, we're in a moment where, in a place where we've caught some momentum and we got great support and we've, you know, all the hard work is, you know, we're starting to see the, the, the results of that. But when we first started, I mean, it was, I mean, I was, we were pouring money from our own pocket. We were, you know, I, I can't even remember, man, when we first started, I, I, I must've reached out to hundreds of companies and, you know, organizations and, you know, only a few answered, you know, and, uh, but, but, or, but, uh, or they or they'd say yeah yeah we'll help and then yeah, it's like okay yeah. well well how <laughs> or <laughs> or the help or the help never came you know and yeah. so like I I've always had this thing where I'm like hey listen like I'll ask for help you know and and that for me is already getting out of my comfort zone because mm-hmm. I don't typically <laughs> ask for help right exactly yeah but, but I but for this cause and it, and even talking to you you know for this cause it's so so dear and near to our heart. And it's such an important cause that I'm willing to talk about my own life or my experiences and like you really put myself out there, right? Yeah. But um, at first, you know, when I, I was uh, transitioning out of the military, and I'll share this story only because it just, it just shows a lot of what, what someone can do if they really, or a team can really do if they put their mind to it. You know, I, uh, and only, and only Weezy knows this and somebody else that we talked to recently, but uh you know, when I, when we first started, you know, we didn't have funds, we didn't have money, we didn't even have products, you know, so 
And I also have a family that I have to feed and, you know, I have bills and things like that. So what I started to do was, you know, I, I came across a place that uh, was giving money for, for blood and for plasma. So for months at a time, I was donating plasma just so I can fund, you know, our very, our very beginnings. Um, but luckily, thankfully, I don't have to do that anymore because I hated it. Yeah. But, you know, we did what we could. And then we've just worked really hard and we've connected to people. And we really care. I mean, we're not doing this because it's profitable. We're not doing this because... You know, it's it's a cool like platform, but we're doing this because we really care. Um, so I think that's more than anything what keeps us going. Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. I mean, that's the that's the story you just don't get on Instagram, right? That's the that's the background. Those are the conversations that most people aren't privy to, and and you know, and it takes something. And I. I mean, I think I, I'm with you guys in a lot of ways. It's, it's operating from a place of commitment uh, and and really putting it on the line. It, it does make a difference. And I think that's where, you know, it take maybe takes a little bit longer, you know, and but you keep going. And so I, you know, I want to really just, I want to acknowledge to you for a minute on what it's taken to do this, right? I mean, I don't know that that you get that very often, but... Uh, and I, I hope the listeners are kind of out there nodding their heads, but really just just for a moment to say thank you, right, for for really doing that, for doing what it took to to launch this, right, to bring it about. That's it's pretty incredible, pretty incredible. Yeah, I I can say uh, I don't know of any other uh, chief operations officer who has literally bled for yeah. their organization. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I one hundred percent. So so any of the any of the entrepreneurs that I've got out there, I know I've got some business people that are listeners because they're good friends of mine or whatever else. You gotta hear that. And and you know, why don't you bleed a little bit out of your checkbook for these guys? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean that's uh that's that's the absolute truth. So so listen, here's what I I'd like to kind of I'd like to get down to some 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 of the the methodology or the idea behind fitness and how that plays out for us in our lives whether that's you know dealing with anxiety or dealing with loneliness or trying to be better at my job or trying to be more prepared or trying to be you know these things right i mean because i think that's ultimately i'm a big believer there is this level of you know i talk about our c3 all the time comfort confidence creativity physicality plays such a significant role in that in my opinion you know if i'm not working out you know i've gotten old and fat and lazy and i don't work out like i should and i'm definitely with you guys if i tried to do a vet lot i'd probably have a heart attack um, but I'll, come, <laughs> I'll i'll come do one i will commit on the show to coming and actually significantly participating uh, you heard it you, guys. you, you heard, heard it. it i made the commitment that's part of said that's why i do this show right because then i may have to make then i've got to fulfill on it so it's like the, I way, love it. the way it works right so uh but i think in this journey you know having not been i didn't grow up a physical guy i didn't grow up with that mentality that structure and my physicality has really been kind of the chink in my armor my entire life and my entire career 
and you know and when i'm not physically capable or in the condition i want to be in you know i can't run you know eight minute miles for 10 miles or seven minute miles for 10 miles or you know what i mean like any of those things those, you know my expectations clearly are pretty high for physicality but but it's all it, it's a it's like this bug in my ear right that starts to strip away at my level of comfort and confidence in myself to handle whatever i'm going to be doing or dealing with how do you guys see that kind of playing out in in what you're doing like in the everyday aspects of the vet wads and everyday aspects of the physicality and kind of using this as the channel for other things so i can speak a little bit to what uh, like physicality means in, in just general life, right? Like, I think that there are, are such powerful lessons to be learned from fitness. Um, if you approach it poorly, it will quickly humble you. Mm -hmm. Like you walk in the door with an ego, whether that door is your garage or into a gym, um, that translates to other parts of your life, right? Yeah. Like as, as a coach, if I see somebody walk in who has a, a huge head and who is not um, not a comrade to other people in the gym and is not approachable, not coachable, I picture what that person is like at work mm. as well. Uh, mm. I think you can learn a lot about a person by the way that they approach fitness. And that has been crucial and, and very humbling for me as an athlete as well of when I get frustrated about something in or out of the gym, it typically doesn't stay there. Yeah, that's an interesting – yeah, <clears throat> I think uh, I can definitely see that too. And uh, I think part of the physicality of it is that, you know, fitness or, you know, whether whether you do fitness because you like it or – do fitness because it's healthy for you or you do fitness because it's part of your job. You know, you need to be fit for duty, so to speak. Right. I think that fitness is something that does not discriminate. It does mm -hmm. not care who you are. It does not care where you come from. Yep. You know, it will, you know, humble you. And, uh, you know, whether that is to, to prepare you, to to help you uh, de-stress or to help you chase your kids around or to help you catch a bad guy or protect somebody, uh, whatever the case is, I think that fitness um, in a very basic level is, is just moving your body and being prepared for life physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you both hit on something that I think is a key attribute, you know, so I'm a geek when it comes to human behavior. I mean, I just am. Uh, you know, the guys I served right. with in Ranger Battalion are like, dude, you can shoot, but we knew you were a geek. Uh, and, you know, this has been an interesting journey to look at like the subtle underlying human traits, right? That, that make us up, right? That make us perform at the top of our games or capable of doing different things. And you guys both said the word, uh, which is humility, right? And, and the workouts humbling people and, and, and not humbling people, you know, we often say that like, Oh no, it's going to humble you. You know what I mean? Like that's some kind of damage that's going to occur. Uh, you know, but it's not because when you look at the human trait capacities, you know, openness, 
which is measurable in a, in a person, is one of the key factors that accelerates their performance. It just proven just it just is and mm -hmm. humility is a massive component that feeds that openness channel i mean huge it's like going into a training class learning something new if i come in with an ego or if i come in knowing it what am i going to get out of it nothing you nothing. know yeah, yeah. nothing 100 agree yeah if i go into the gym you know fat jeff walks into the gym going hey i'm good i can do all this stuff i don't need yourself then I'm, it's going to humble me you know physically mentally and emotionally it's going to humble me uh, and it may hurt yeah. me right physically if i don't give the care and attention so i i really i i, I kind of jumped in because i want that point to come home to myself and everybody else listening <laughs> and more myself uh but yeah i mean that's the that's the piece. It's like there's this, we talk a lot on this show about ego and when it's great and when it's not and where to leverage it. But, you know, what are the underpinning traits? And that is such a, I think that's like, I think when you see people that really perform at the top of their game, they almost have like a need to be humbled. You know what I mean? Like they look for, you know, Seb, we, uh, you guys jump in. I mean, like, I would imagine you two are like, okay, what workout do we create today? And like, how's this going to push me, humble me, right? Uh, how's this going to accelerate my life? And those are all actually, those are actually all pipelines down to a unique level of humility that is extremely powerful, in my opinion. All right, we're going to take a quick break to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Brute Force Training. When you're ready to be in the physical condition necessary to meet the rigors, demands, and expectations of your profession, then check out the team over at BruteForceTraining.com and pick up their gear. I promise you, it will put you in the condition you need to be in for this moment and the next. You can use the discount code OPMINDSET, that's OPMINDSET, and the team will take a little bit off the top for you. Now, always remember, train accordingly. Now, let's get back to the show. Right. Well, and I want to like, I want to touch on one point that this made me think of is that that sort of level of humble is going to be different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And if you're concerned with where someone else is at, um, that doesn't benefit you. Yes. So like we yes. are all on this, on this very different trajectory and, and journey and path in our physical fitness and our mental fitness and our social fitness. And the only, like, there's nothing positive that comes out of saying they're further than I am. Right. Yes. Uh, unless it's, I'm going to work harder to be better where I like compared to where I am right now. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only real competition is with you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're really, I, I, that's part of, I really try to, cause I, I resisted. I hated going to the gym forever. I mean, I was embarrassed. I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? I'm always kind of looking around. I was one of those guys that was just like, nope, I'll just avoid it. I'll just avoid it. Cause yeah. I know I'm not where I should be. I know I'm not, you know, where I want to be. And I'm not humble enough. My that's that is that is the ego standing in between you and the door right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. what that's what yeah, it right. is when it shows up. Where it's like, nope, I'm just gonna hang my ass out there and do it. I'm just gonna freaking do it. Why? Because the benefit, you know, is 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 far reaching. It's not just good. It's not just being healthy. 
I think for those of us in this community, especially, it's important to understand that the fitness is a channel, right? To actually be in this person you want to be. Yeah. I think two, a couple of things that I wanted to touch on that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys, you guys are saying great stuff, really. Uh, you know, one was that I think that part of that humbleness or like working out and, and getting to that point is always having this mindset of a student hmm. as opposed to, you know, walking around with a big ego, feeling, you know, either entitled or that you've made it or that you have, you know, really no more room to grow. Um, and that obviously is not, it's not good. You know, that, that, that will stunt your, your growth. And one of the things that we do or that I personally use fitness for is to, to keep me in check, you know, to, to make sure that, you know, like I said, like I was saying a little bit ago, you know, fitness doesn't discriminate and will always, um, just leave you in a place where you're, uh, clear minded and just kind of ready to, to, um, just motivated to, to get after your goals and kind of be better. Um, and the other thing too, I think leadership, you know, particularly in the, in the communities that we serve and that we, we, uh, you know, we're in, I think leadership is very important and it comes from that place of, of being humble or mm-hmm. of leaving the ego at the door, because what happens is if you have an ego and if you don't have that mindset, the bright mindset, that that means that you're not fit to do your job or you could potentially either not be there for a buddy that needs you or not perform your job to the full potential. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's an underpinning. I mean, it is. And I watch guys. I mean, and it's, you know, it, we talked about the, I can't remember who we talked about it with, but one of the guys on the show kind of talked about, you know, we we're in the best shape of our lives. Like when we start, you know, like when I got to Ranger Battalion, I could do, you know, 32 dead hang pull-ups by my freaking pinkies. Right. I mean, you're just, cause you're, you're in it, right. You're just in it. You're just like rock and roll. And I weighed, you know, a buck 50, six, one, I was looked like skin and bones by the time I got there. Uh, but you know, then as time goes on, work actually starts, right? You you actually start deploying or you start operating or, you know, you get in your cycle, you get in your shift work, you get in your things and life gets in the way. And, you know, a couple pounds on, missed a couple gym workouts, missed a couple things. It compounds. It's very, I find looking back, it's actually for as physically as demanding as our worlds are. I think we also live in a world that it is almost easier to not work out in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, challenge, push back, right? You can push back on oh, that, no. but, but that's kind of my view. It's like, it's really the excuses, you know, can really come up more so than if I'm just at my desk for nine to five and I, you know, or nine to four and I have a gym here or I, you know, and I have access and my time is my own in a way. There's a few, little fewer excuses there. There's our community is, you know, there are landmines all over, in my opinion. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this made me think of. Uh, I don't know. Seb said that I have a, a son. I do. I have a newborn. He was born just a couple days before uh, this last vet wad this fall, mm. um, and 
I put on the movie Wall-E for him to watch recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a Pixar movie. It's yep. real cute. Um, but I remember watching that when it came out and thinking like, wow, slobs, like that is so far from the reality of life today. Uh, and this was a decade ago, right? And so watching it several weeks ago with my son and seeing, oh no, that is closer to reality. Like everybody is glued to their phone, completely in their own world. Uh, like there's no person to person interaction. They're just zooming around on these essentially wheelchairs. Uh, that's kind of the world that we live in now, right? Like not necessarily everybody is 400 pounds and mm-hmm. uh, in a chair, but we live in this culture of I am in, in this little bubble and nothing outside of this matters to me. And so I think what we're really trying to do is break that uh, at a fundamental level. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I even think the, you know, just Seb, jump in here. Cause I just, you just brought a thought up for me, even, you know, I'm, Six one, like one ninety eight. You know, I float between like one ninety eight and two hundred five, and I have since I've been out of the military for the most part, uh, except a brief period where I blew up. But right. like for me, I, I, I have a hard time looking at myself and saying, "All right, you know, fat ass, get off the couch." Um, and you know, I will meet people, and they're like, "Oh, you look like you're in great shape," and I'm like, "Um, no, actually, I'm not." And so there's this. There's this also internal battle of like self-judgment that goes on that I also find kind of is a, is a ego point between me and the door to the gym as well. I mean, I don't know, Seb, what do you think about that? Just from our, like from living in this community? Yeah, I think that, I mean, having the backgrounds that we do, uh, just because it's so, you know, say the military or being a law enforcement or being a firefighter and things like that, like it a lot of times there's physicality or training involved in it. So a lot of times when we are in those circles, you know, we do either group PT or we do, you know, training evolutions or things like that. But I have come across a lot of people that after their service, somehow without that community or that like brotherhood or sisterhood to Mm -hmm. be there, they kind of go through the motions, you know, and they, lose motivation or they lose accountability and um you know they either like you were uh sharing a a bit ago they'll either lose a lot of weight or gain a lot of weight and Mm kind of go back and forth instead of being consistent right um so i think that uh that affects us uh not just physically but also mentally i think Mm -hmm. uh like you I'm a, I'm a student of people, you know, I, I think Weezy has all the, all the skills and all like the, the talent. I, I don't have much to offer than like hard work. And I, I just like, really, I, I, like, I understand people. I'm able to like yeah. connect with people and that's, uh, you know, and, and doing this, I've just, I'm really a huge fan of the mental side of working out, you know, whether that is, uh, to feel belonging, to have a sense of accomplishment, to to be goal oriented, to have a clear mind, um, to stay in the fight and things like that. So I think that uh, working out is um, more than just being in shape or keeping your weight down or having abs or whatever. Like 
working out for me is 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 me- directly related to mental health. Yeah. Yeah, and emotional health, right? Mental and emotional. I mean, I like to tie those two together because not all just upstairs, yeah. right? There's a there's a heart centric component to that that is is pretty critical. That's been interesting to discover over the last decade for me, at least. You know, that it's not just all rattling around upstairs. It's actually how I feel about myself and how I perceive myself. Right? It, it's all tied in together. This entire kind of mind, body, spirit, soul, you know, component piece. It's very yep. curious. Yeah. And I know when I'm done, you know, working out, like there's this, there's this peace that, that shows up. There's this settling that occurs. Uh, and like you said earlier, Seb, you said, you know, like there's clarity kind of at the end of it. Right. Right. Um, and I think it's an opportunity to give our brains a rest too, right. To, to, to step out of the grind or the worry or the doubt. I can go to the gym. I can do what I need to do. I can, you know, check out what you guys have, you know, set up for the day or whatever it might be and crank on it. Um, yeah. So that's something that I, I definitely, especially on Instagram or, you know, that platform that I have that I try to like highlight where I share with people that, you know, I don't care about how I look like uh, just that in that moment when you're working out, nothing else matters in mm-hmm. that moment. You're focused on your breathing because you ha- you don't have a choice. Right. You're focused on either the dumbbell or the barbell or the sandbag or whatever it is that you're using. You're focused on that, so nothing else matters. You know, I've had I've had people reach out to me and literally tell you know via DM like private DMs say, "Hey, I want to you know kill myself right now. I'm struggling. I'm like, what do you have?" And I'll send them a workout. Mm-hmm. And guess get guess what happens after the workout? They just had a sense of accomplishment. Their lungs are hurting. They're they're sweating. They you know they have endorphins rushing to you know through their body, so they feel great. Guess what happened? Now not only do they not want to commit suicide, but they feel great. And now yeah. they got over that hump, and then they can move on to you know process what happened, or you know how to prevent it, or or how to manage it better. Instead of kind of wallowing and, you know, just feeling bad about themselves and not having a healthy outlet. So that's a lot of what we do. We want to provide avenues and opportunities for people to to be able to cope with, with uh, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't have to yeah. be only suicide, but it can be anxiety. It could be depression. I mean, we even have, like Kate was mentioning a little bit ago, we have people from other countries that are like super – vet wad supporters and they're not even related to our military yeah. but they just you know it, it's we if you're alive you go through hardship life is hard for all of us so um i was yeah one of my good friends psychologist you know good friends for years he, he sounds a little <laughs> abrasive but he would literally say you know i'd love it when people walk into my office and say hey i want to kill myself because he'd look at them and go great i'm going to show you how you know because he dissects what self is what that is right and he actually does a phenomenal job in teaching us you know to be able to kind of extract that feeling those thoughts put it into what that is right not make it who we are right it's just a piece of what we are right then and there kind of in that moment create that line and say okay well i don't need that right now you know that worry that anxiety that fear those doubts that 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 helplessness, right? All those things that then lead down, lead us down a road that we that we really don't want to be down. That's not 
who we are inside. That's not what we are as a human being, right? And so I think, you know, hey, you know, yeah, I've in my own place when I'm in the worst spots, the one of the best things I know I can do is go hit that bag, right? Go work out, go throw something around, go hit the gym because yep. it lets me kill that piece of myself for that period in time that's starting to eat eat yeah. away at me, right? I mean, and and mm -hmm. and if I don't, then it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger because it's munching away at the rest of it. And so I think there is a, a real tangible, like do it now, you know, yeah, it, it go, go do it in the gym, right? Go leave it right there and, and kill the shit out of it. Cause that's a piece that you don't need, right? That's not, that's not leading to that. that there's no correlation between how I feel and who I am. There just isn't right. And, but when I allow that to happen, that's where I start spiraling. And so I think, you know, that workout space, that fitness, that, that exhaustion, that's everything that comes with it, that goodness, that accomplishment that, you know, pushed five pounds more than I did yesterday or whatever it might be, right? That actually feeds a, a, a neural pathway and a biological pathway that allows us to set that stuff aside for a while. So I, Sorry, didn't mean to geek out on you, but that's really, I'm, that's what I believe at my core. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, and Seb, tell me if you agree with this or not, but I think like the darkest times in my life personally have been when I've tied who I am to how I'm mm. feeling at that mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it's easy. I mean, it's a, it's like a big hole in the floor. We walk right into it every day and sometimes multiple oh, times yeah. a day. Right. And, and we all do it. I have yet to meet a person. I mean, and I have, I have had the opportunity to work with, operate with, interview, assess, dissect the best of the best. Right. I mean, the top performers out there from now, almost every industry, military, fire service, sports teams, individuals, athletes, the whole nine yards, Olympians. And there's not one person that hasn't expressed to me fully that that isn't like a daily, sometimes hourly, sometimes, you know, minute by minute deal that they have to experience. And so it's, it's really, it's normal, right? It's just normal. It's just how we're made up. I mean, right. you know, I don't know who, who thought that we needed that software piece, but you know, somebody did and and planted it in all of us. So let me ask you, let's, yeah, let's, let me ask you a question. So if I'm, if I'm new to VetWad, right, I'm showing up for the first time. I saw you guys connected here or whatever else, and I'm brand new to VetWad and I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I really like these people. I, I kind of like to hang out with them. I kind of like to try this out or I'd like to take this stuff on. What's the path? What do I do? Uh, so VetWad, yeah. as it stands, uh, is a one time a year uh, online competition. Okay. Um, it in the past two years has been three workouts over the course of three okay. weeks. Uh, so you have a, a full week to do it. You log your scores on a leaderboard. So there is a competitive piece, uh, if that speaks to you, but in sort of the broader sense, um, we have a thriving online community of people just showing hmm. up. Um, and we have a, a pretty massive street parking presence mm -hmm. uh, on what we do, which if you're not familiar with street parking, 
that is totally okay yeah. as well. They are a fantastic organization that essentially puts out daily programming uh, that meets you where you're at and with what equipment that you have, but that provides you a community, mm-hmm. um, which is why it works, yeah. right? Like somebody's not going to pay $180 a month for CrossFit, but then be the only person there, right? Right. And so the idea behind street parking is we're going to give you these workouts that are awesome and, and proven and tested, but also give you that community while not in person. Yes. And so we, we are trying to do both, right? So, so we have this, this sort of overarching big thing that we do once a year, but VetWAD really is just a community of people uh, doing the work on a day-to-day basis. I like that. I like that. Wheezy, I may steal that <laughs> just in my own right, right? <laughs> do it in the middle, doing the mental and emotional work every day. I like that. Sebastian, do you have anything to add to that? Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. Yeah, no. So uh, just adding a little bit more to what Wheezy was saying. So we, we, we are a community, you know, if, if when people ask me, because I can talk about VetWAD and about our veterans and first responders and the need and, and the challenges we face and all these things for, for days, right? But if, when people ask me, like, what is VetWAD? I essentially say we interact or combine fitness and community as a means to, to get through life, to help each other, to be there for each other. And, you know, we've, we've created relationships and friendships that, uh, you know, this online uh, or this technology has allowed us to, to use for such positive uh, purposes. You know, for example... Just how how Kate and I met met, you know, we actually physically met for the first time a few days mm. ago, and so we've been working for years and we've been talking pretty much daily uh, about all kinds of things, right? But we've never wow. met. So that same concept uh, happens through through VetWad, you know, whether it's the competition, knowing that. There's hundreds of people doing the same workout that you are and that everybody, while you're doing the workout and while you're getting better, you're also helping us raise awareness for, the, for these issues as well as helping us raise funds so that we can do more work and so that we can provide more services and things like that. So it's a very um, gratifying, uh, I guess, yeah. place where you're, you're, you're getting better. And you're also helping and, you know, giving back to the community. So I think people really buy that concept of, of I'm getting more fit, I'm meeting people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the, the cause is what's most important. And so a lot of people, after they get over their, their challenges or they learn to manage their PTSD or anxiety or whatever the case is, now they're like, okay, I want to do the same for somebody mm-hmm. else. And so they start getting more involved and they start po- making posts and they start, you know, donating money or, you know, wanting to get involved. And, and, and that's the whole, that's the whole purpose, right? To not only to help these, everybody that needs it, but also to empower them and con- and give them an avenue for continued success, mm-hmm. you know, not just a one-time yeah. event. So, so we have uh, the, the, the yearly competition that Weezy mentioned. But we also, throughout the year, we partner with with other nonprofits. We partner with with individuals. We partner with you know if a cause comes up and we can do something about it, 
then we will. Um, so it's it's very fluid, and all all surrounding fitness community and, and just giving back and helping. Yeah, that's pretty right. So when is the when is twenty twenty? When is the vet twenty twenty? Uh, we have, we have not announced the dates yet. <laughs> okay. We don't well, have we, the dates yet. Okay, got it. But but I can tell you it will be. You can be, tell me later. It will be. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Stay tuned, right? Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, good. Well, then we'll make sure we get it up there, you know, and I'll make sure that even you know we, we'll we'll get it out to our community when it starts approaching. I mean, that's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to here in 2020: collaboration, a lot of communication, a lot of support, kind of in the community, because I think we're all you know, we're all moving in this same direction. And I love this. And I love that these conversations can occur now. I don't personally, you know, I started in the early nineties. You wouldn't have these conversations today, you know, and, and it just wouldn't, it wouldn't fly if you will. Right. We would be talking to yeah. air in a lot of ways. And so, right. Yeah. Yeah. So as we start to wrap it up, like, uh, Kate, I'll give you the first run. Uh, anything else you want to share with the audience? Anything else you want to say? Anything, any final thoughts as we wrap today's show up? Um, yeah, I actually, when I think of that wad, uh, from a big picture perspective, I think of my grandfather, um, who was in the Navy. He was in World War II and, uh, he arrived on the beaches at Normandy just a few days after um, it was total carnage, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. And he was never able to speak about it yeah. uh, ever. And when I think of this from a big picture perspective, I wish that he was able to have some of the resources that we're pouring into the community. Yeah. Like, I, I am so thankful for the community that we have and the open dialogues that we're able to have and and sort of these like really pretty progressive mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah conversations that like never would have happened even five ten years ago right like i i wish that that had happened earlier mm -hmm. but i'm so excited for where this is going to go um, just because of how, how quickly this has progressed over the last several years and, and seeing where the movement takes us. And we didn't know that this was going to be what it is and we don't know what it's going to be next. And, um, I'm just so thankful to be a part of it. And it makes me think of my grandfather. That's, that's awesome. That's that's pretty awesome. And you're, you're right on. I mean, I, you know, I've tried to, I've looked at several ways to push this out. I've been doing this. I wrote the original operational mindset course almost 15 years ago. Um, and been, you know, carrying this conversation for quite a long time and, and it has not been accepted for a long time, right? It took, it took, it took quite a while. So, so Seb, I'll give you the floor. What do you want to give yeah, us? Give some kind of, Okay. Kind of touching on what both of you said, actually. Uh, I mean, you'd mentioned that this was not a conversation that we were able to have, you know, in the 90s or early 2000s during your service. And uh, Wheezy mentioned, you know, her grandfather, of course. Um, but I just got out a year ago. And I can say that even even then, it wasn't a conversation yeah. that, you know, we were very open about, you know, if... You know, the fear is always retaliation or being punished or being seen as weak exactly. or being seen as, 
as a liability to the team, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so that, and that's exactly why we're here. You know, we're here to tell people that, hey, we all struggle. It's okay to not be okay. If you're alive, you have a struggle of some kind and or either now or before or you will. That's mm -hmm. just part of life. Yep. You know, and uh, part of the reason why we have so many even civilian supporters or people that are not, you know, service members themselves is because they can connect to that message of, hey, we all struggle. We all have things that come up. But guess what? It's okay to not be okay. Let's talk about it. Let's get together. Let's help each other. Let's help those that can't help themselves. Let's help uh, raise awareness. Let's help tell people that, hey, I'm here for you. Uh, you, you can tell me that you're struggling and I'm not going to judge you yeah. or look at you differently, but I'm going to, you know, tell you truths. Yeah. And challenge you. Yeah. But also support you and be there for you. So uh, it's, it's something that is, uh, it, it's a fight every single day, you know? And I mean, there's, there's various numbers, uh, when it comes to the daily suicide rates for veterans and first responders, but essentially all these efforts and all, you know, this passion and this drive is to help people to not commit suicide and to manage depression, to manage anxiety, to manage PTSD so that it doesn't get to that point. And even if it does get to that point, for people to know that there is hope, there is light mm -hmm. at the end of the tunnel, there is help. We are here for you. We do understand you're not the only one that's dealing with this. Mm -hmm. So you're not like, you know, an isolated event or an alien that should feel guilty or, or embarrassed or shame. You know, I've had suicide thoughts. Yeah. I have PTSD. I go through it every single day. I have a family. I have things come up and, and so does everybody else, yeah. you know? So it's erasing this stigma of, I have to suffer by myself or I, you know, there is no, nobody's like me. Nobody's ever gone through what I've gone through. And, and so all those, everything that we do is to remind people that, you know, they're not alone and we're here for them and they can reach out and, you know, working out in a community is, is here to, to support you. Yeah. It's we're, we're, we're the same mind and heart. Oh. That's, that's the deal. And that's part of this. It's part of this show for me. I mean, if you could listen back, I lay my own stuff out, you know, I lay it out in a way that says, Hey, it's, it's normal actually. And it's okay. You know, and, and Seb, you said something that I've said several times and it's, I think it's probably one of the most powerful statements when you actually let it sink in that it's okay not to be okay. You know, and that, yeah. that's, that's one of the things, you know, we've got a two-year-old little boy and, and we're very much practicing this idea of not telling him he's okay. If he's upset or whatever else, it's like, you know, what are you feeling right now? Cause I don't know, I'm not inside him and he can't communicate fully yet, you know? And by telling him it's okay, it's shutting down how it's, it's to me, it's dismissing whatever's going on for him. And I think that, you know, we live in this society of suck it up, shove it down, deal with it. Right. And, and that's, mm -hmm. that's really the the core of the unhealthiness to it. Uh, there's a time and a place to be very focused and, and violent or whatever you need to be cool. Do it right. Be it, be, be 100% it, but understand how to come back from that as well. So guys, I thank you so much for one coming on the show, 
I really want to acknowledge you for what you do and your commitment. I mean, your unwavering commitment to the community. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I will make my commitment. And I, I don't know, do you do, so do you actually do a, a live VetWAD somewhere or do you just, is it all online when you do this thing? So at the moment, yes. uh, it is all online Okay. Uh, once a year, but um, who knows where this will go? Who knows where it'll right? go? Okay. Well, well, my commitment is whether it's online or in person or whatever else, I will, I will put my, I will put it on the table and, uh, and be there with you guys, uh, and you show the support. We're going to, we're going to hold you to that. I hope so. I hope so. And I expect you, I expect you to. And you know, for everybody that's listening, I mean, here's the thing, show these guys some love. I, I think that's so important. That's, that's what keeps me going, you know, to pop open your Instagram, to tell these guys what you think of them, you know, to tell, show them some love, tag them in it, you know, communicate back. I mean, my hope is that, you know, at the end of this show, you've got 5,000 floods of, you know, people just going, Hey, thank you. Right. Just because I think that simple thank you goes, can be a lot more than money at a lot of times. Right. Uh, I know that from my end, I'm, you kind of spoke to that earlier. So I, I can't thank you enough for what you do. And I'm looking forward to doing some fun stuff with you as well through 2020. So guys, thanks for coming on today. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to do some great show notes for us here. I'll wrap everything up. Uh, sorry with you guys. I'm going to include some of your bios and backgrounds in there so people can get to know you a little bit more. Uh, I'll have links to all of your stuff if in case, you know, in the in the world of people not knowing who you were, or that you even existed, uh, we'll make sure that they've got access to you through all your channels. So guys, thanks so much for joining. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks so much for listening. Today's show was brought to you in part by the Primed Mind app. You know, I've gotten to know Elliot Rowe over some time now and using his app has been a huge game changer for me. It brings together a perfect set of guided meditations that really keep you in the game, whether it's sleep, performance, workouts, resiliency, or making those critical transitions between home and work. The Prime Mind app is my go-to source for putting me in the mental and emotional condition necessary to deal with whatever comes my way. Check it out at mindsetradio.com backslash primed mind. That's P-R-I-M-E-D-M-I-N-D. Download it and check out what Elliot has to offer. Remember, this podcast is only available through your continued support through donations to the Operational Mindset Foundation at opmindset.org and through your engagement with our sponsors. So stop by MindsetRadio.com for all the show notes from today's episode and show some love to all of our sponsors by visiting Mindset.com backslash sponsors. As always, feel free to drop me a note with your thoughts about today's episode or join us on Facebook in the Mindset Radio Facebook group. You could follow us on Instagram at Mindset Radio or over at Twitter at Mindset underscore radio. That's Mindset underscore radio over on Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and I'm looking forward to next time. Until then, stay safe and stay operational, my friends.